This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 28 and uh, we're dealing with the breast peeps. It's called several things because the word that is used here is a word that could stand for righteousness. It mainly stands for judgment or making decisions. And the New King James Version calls it making decisions. I do want to say I hope everybody's doing well after last night's storms. There's a big storm night in Alabama. And if everybody, if you need any help with maybe some debris in your yard, issues like that, feel free to give give us a call. Give Pastor Terry or myself a call or an email or a text message, we'd love to uh, see if we can get some help out there for you. That being said, praise God that when a major storm that rolled through here, but we are praying for those in Mississippi from Saturday, and then especially some of those in Georgia skipped over Alabama last night. That being said, we are dealing with this breast piece or, or this breastplate or this, it's really, it's really a plate that just was placed over all the clothing, and it would have been the primary thing you would see when you saw the priest come in. It is a beautiful piece of clothing or a beautiful item to be worn. Whenever you think of breastplate, breast piece, as New Testament believers, I'm quite sure that you go to the armor of God and the breastplate of righteousness, and it's got a lot of similarities to that. There's a lot of things that tie into that, and so you wouldn't be wrong to think that way. In fact, that's how you ought to think. You ought to tie it into the rest of Scripture. This breastplate is for making decisions. It's for wisdom. It's for judgment, for the judgment of God coming in and saying, this is how it ought to be done. These are the things that you ought to be doing. It is a decision-making item, and it, he says, fashion it, a breastpiece for making decisions for judgment. That's what the word could be, see? And I want you to notice, it's supposed to be made by skilled hands. It's supposed to be, have gold, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, like the rest of everything that's being made. It's to be a square. It's supposed to be a square metal piece, or maybe it was even a, uh, a lot of people think that it might have actually been a piece that was clothing or cloth that the the jewels were sewn into, which is possible. And historically, that's something that would have been done. It says it's supposed to be a square span, a span long, and it's supposed to be a a span wide. Span's about nine inches, and it's not huge. In fact, it's smaller than a a normal man's shoe. It would have been, it would not have covered the whole uh, chest area. It would have been just a box, a span wide and a span long, a literal square there. And it's supposed to have, it's supposed to have, four rows of three stones, and it goes through all the stones that are supposed to be there, carnelian, chrysolite, beryl, turquoise, lazuli, uh, an emerald, also jacinth, agate, amethyst, topaz, onyx, jasper. As you study through these, 
by the way, we're trying to translate many times words that we don't really have a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of literature out there. There's not a, there's not a lot of archaeological evidence for us to tie them off and know exactly what kind of stones they are. Some of them we do. Some of them are, are well-known words uh, that have been passed down and others are not. The, the, some, some of these, we don't know exactly what kind of stone. And that's why when you look at, look it up and the different images of it, it looks like it's different stones. You go, that doesn't look like the last stone, number 12, number 11, and number two doesn't look anything like what I thought it was going to look like. And that's because there's some language issues. But the 12 stones stand for the names of the sons of Israel. And this is reaching back historically. It's grabbing back to the past. And it's saying, it's saying that this is a plan that has been in place and that you need to understand that when God told Abraham to go and go to the promised land, which was a land for his promise and for his, his generation's promise, that this breastplate goes all the way back to then. It's not just something that's new. It's something that is important for our past. He says you're supposed to make it, and it's supposed to have chains of gold that tied off to the shoulder pieces and tied off around the waist. And as you read it, it's got gold rings, which stands for the royalty of God. And this all deals with this whole idea, and I want to go back to the very start, this whole idea of judgment or righteousness or making the right decisions. And that's an important idea in understanding that this breastplate holds. This breastplate was for the purpose of deciding rightly for life. Now, it was what was going to be used to make the big decisions in the nation of Israel. If we tie that to the New Testament, if we come forward and tie that to the New Testament, we understand that the breastplate that we find in the armor of God is the breastplate of righteousness. And you go, are those the same things? Interestingly, yeah, they are the same thing. They ultimately bring about the same thing. And remember, righteousness in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, righteousness comes by faith which means that we trust God and that we believe in what he says and we place our all our future hope in him. And so there, therefore we have faith in who he is. As you're thinking about who God is and you think about what's going on in scripture, you place your faith, your hope, your trust in him. And as you do that, you are made righteous. And as you do that, decisions, your life decisions are based off of his truth or his judgment or how God sees things. And remember, when we say God's truth, we're saying the real truth. We're saying actual truth. We're not saying some subjective truth that I may think is my truth. I, I really have, I may think something is my truth, but the truth is it's not truth. There is no true sub subjective truth. There's only objective truth. I may feel a certain way. I may emote a certain way. I might think a certain way. But just because I think that way does not alter the universe, does not alter reality so that it is absolutely true. Just because I believe it doesn't make it so. What makes it so is objective truth, reality, how things actually are. And so when you're thinking about these things, and when you're thinking about this breastplate that they were supposed to wear, the 
main thing that you would see on a you would see on a priest the ornate item that mattered the most it was called a breastplate of righteousness or a breastplate of judgment and what that means is that this whole priestly garment is about focusing our hearts and our minds on what God sees and understands so that we can have his judgment as to how things really are and so that we can trust in that judgment of how things are and so that we can be righteous be righteous before him because we believe in him we believe in the essence of who he is we believe in the essence of how he presents himself and so i'm not making decisions out there in the world i'm not out there just willy-nilly i know pastor terry loves that word i'm not willy-nilly making decisions out there in the world about how things are about reality or anything like that i'm not just doing it on my own i'm not shooting from the hip what i'm doing is i am actually going in and i am seeking out god and that's what the chief priest did he went in and he provided the sacrifice and you're going to see as we go on it through and you you begin to study how they operated in the wilderness they're going to use that breastplate they're going to use that priestly garment to go in and find out what god has to say because remember god's going with them he, he's not staying up on the mountain he's going with them in the tabernacle he's going to dwell among them and so as he dwells among them the priests go in Aaron goes in Moses goes in and they meet with God in the tent of meeting which is called the tabernacle that I, I love that name for the tabernacle but when you call it the tent of meeting oftentimes people go well another tent we got more tents you know same tent the tabernacle is the tent of meeting tent of meeting with who? God meeting with God we're meeting with God okay and so as you're as you're reading and you're studying this breastplate, this thing that that is the main thing when you see a priest and you go, what does that matter? It's the thing that makes you think about a priest. That that metal piece that he wore on his chest said that we go and find out our knowledge, our understanding of reality. We go and find that out from God. And then we act upon it as if it's so. We do what he says and we act upon it as if it's. And so they would go in. God would tell them the tell them uh, how he had decided what his purposes were. And remember, God's not just sitting there going, "Hmm, that's an interesting question." He's already he already knows what you're asking before you come. He, his truth and his eternal and divine knowledge is going to be there when you go ask him. But when you ask him, you got to believe. You got to believe that he's going to give you answers. You got to believe that he is the ultimate truth. You got to believe that he is divine reality. And then when you get that answer, and remember that answer is going to include God's word. It's going to include revelation from the Holy Spirit. It's going to be very personal for today. It's going to be relevant for right now. All right, I want you to hear this. God's word is eternal. And nothing that God gives you as far as a divine understanding comes outside of his word. Nothing. So if you say, I believe God said do this, and that's clearly out of line with the rest of Scripture or what Scripture says, that's not true. You can't say, God told me to do this in my life, and you go, 
oh, God told you to do that in your life. Huh? That clearly is out of line with about five or six passages in Scripture. That can't be. God's not going to do it out of line with his word. He's not going to do it out of line with the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. Okay? It's not your interpretation of Scripture. It's the Holy Spirit revealing Scripture to you. Okay? You can't manipulate things. I can't say that that God told me I'm not to fly in an airplane because he said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the very end of the earth. And so I need to stay low, like on the ground and not in the plane. That 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 is manipulating God's word for your own purposes. My dad you would never fly. My dad refused to ever get in an airplane, okay? And he said, God said, and lo, I am with you always. And he said, I'm going to stay on the ground so God can make sure he's with me. That was just an excuse for him not to get on a plane because he was afraid of heights. Okay, that that's just, and I say that about my dad because it's hilarious. But the truth is is that he was manipulating God's word so that he didn't have to do what he needed to do sometimes, and so that meant he had to drive to Minnesota if he had court in Minnesota, and he did twice, drove to Minnesota and back for court twice, rather than get on an airplane. And have you ever driven to Minnesota? You go through cornfields for like years as you're driving there. There are literally years worth of cornfields on the way to Minnesota that you have to drive through to get there. You leave here and you're 25 and you get back and you're 82. It's almost like you go through you go through a black hole going to Minnesota in, in a car, okay? You can't do it right in a car. But my dad was afraid of heights, and so he used God's word to manipulate how he saw things and he didn't do that all the time but he definitely did that when it meant getting on a plane okay and so i would just say this to you you got to understand it it must come from god's word it must be the revelation of the holy spirit it must be relevant to where you are right now and if if it is all those things and then it calls you to action and calls you to do what god has told you to do remember God's free gift of eternal life includes actually functioning in your life, calls you to action. Once you do all those things, once all those things happen, then you've got the breastplate of righteousness on. You've got the breastplate of judgment on. You're operating the way you want to as a priestly uh, child of God, as a kingdom of priests. And we all do that regularly. That's what we were made for. We were made for to be the light of the world in the world. And the only way to be that light is to trust in it, know it, and shine it. And I would say to you this morning, as you think about this breastplate that the priest was made to, that was made for the priest to wear, it was the first thing that people saw. I I would say to you as a part of the priestly kingdom of God that he's made you, or when people see you, do they see that, do they see that breastplate of righteousness? Do they see that breastplate of God's judgment? Do they see decisions that are made based off of God's revelation to you? Do they? Or do they not? I pray that they will. I pray that they do. And I expect that you will see great kingdom work done in your lives and the lives of those around you because you trust God because he is the source of all truth and understanding. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.